Hey everyone, Matt here from the Jimmy Lewis Off-Road Riding School. And today I want to tell you about the online beginner course that we have available right now at jimmylewisoffroad.com slash online courses. This is a course that you can purchase and receive lifetime access to 10 lessons and 10 drills that I use when I'm teaching beginner riders out here in Prompt, Nevada. These lessons and drills are designed to take anyone who has never touched a motorcycle before and have them riding safely and comfortably at the completion of this course. We've been developing this curriculum for quite some time, and with the feedback that we have gotten from real beginner riders, I feel comfortable in saying it is the safest and most comprehensive introduction to the sport that we all love. Now, if you've been riding for quite some time but want to help someone out who is just looking to get into the sport, you can purchase this as a gift and help give them the safe introduction. Again, this is all available at jimmylewisoffroad.com slash online courses. Now, here's the show. I'm Jimmy Lewis. I'm Logan Tyler. And this is the Better Rider Podcast. So on today's episode, we have Logan Tyler. Yes. And how old are you now? 15. 15. How long have you been working for Jimmy Lewis Off-Road? Since I was 12, so three years. Three years. That's, a, that's, a, that's like almost a quarter of your life. Like yeah, a third a of your life. I don't like math that much. So anyways, um, so Logan is one of our coaches here at the school, and you may be surprised that someone so young can be an effective coach, and we'll probably talk a lot about how he got there and what we um, kind of how we teach and train a little bit and why someone even uh, as young as Logan can help you become a better rider. So uh, with that, if you're interested in learning more about our schools, you can find us at www.jimmylewisoffroad.com. Um, we are on this podcast on our website. We have a lot of tips in the blog sections. Of course, there you can find out about our upcoming schools. And we oftentimes have people say there aren't any dates posted. Well, there's two reasons for that. It's really hot here in the summer when we're training out in Pahrump, but we also have a class up in the Pacific Northwest called CISPIS Cycles, and they do training. They train with our curriculum up there. So if you're interested in, in a, uh, summertime class and you're uh, ready to travel up there, that's an opportunity. And the other thing is classes often get sold out. So you don't see them on the website. Sometimes it says they're sold out, but the best thing to do is to sign up for our newsletter. It's really easy to do on the website. You just go to any of the pages and off to the side, there'll be a place for you to sign up for the newsletter. So get on that newsletter. We don't send them out very often, but when we do, they're usually packed with good information. They have the newest class dates and we usually send a little tip out, kind of like the nugget we're going to give you at the end of this podcast on lever adjustments. So we um, have try to always drop a little nugget of knowledge so you can, you know, get paid back for listening to us. So, uh, Logan, when you were 12 years old or younger, actually, I think you're a little bit younger. I remember your, you and your dad were out riding and this is when yeah. Big John was uh, coaching with us on a regular basis. And you guys came out and sort of would visit the school on one of your rides around. And you were on what at that time? Uh, KTM 65. KTM 65. Yeah. You're still kind of dragging your feet around, wobbling a lot. Yes. Yeah. Were you racing then? Um. Yes. Kind yeah. of. So you've been, you started uh, riding at what age? Riding at five. And racing at? Probably eight. Okay. And what kind of racing did you do? Works. Works so, racing. Grand Prix, 
style racing. Right. And you're still continuing to do that to this day? Um, a little more desert and off-road. Okay. But still quite a bit of Grand Prix racing. Right. And uh, so uh, I, I'm always looking for uh, indentured servitude. Mm-hmm. And somehow I uh, got a hold of you and uh, your, your dad signed you over. Yes. And said you could come out of the class. What was your what was your first job at the Jimmy Lewis off-road training? Uh, pick up dirt bikes and learn what some of the responses are that coaches say to the students. Right. And so you also got to wash bikes. Yeah. We had to, you had to earn your way up to washing bikes too, right? Yes. Yeah. It was it, like it, the third third time I got to they finally handed you the wand of mm-hmm. the pressure washer. <laughs> so, um, anyhow, um, like like a lot of the coaches, uh, it's you can't just come and take the class and all of a sudden you're magically you understand our curriculum and you um, can coach. It takes time because the way that we teach is, I would say, significantly different than most other um, schools because we focus so heavily on the basics. Where a lot of other um, uh, Groups tend to like leave stuff out, and you know this now from from being able to coach with us. It's like yeah. it's a lot of times it's not exactly what you know what you think the problem is. What does it always end up being? Balance and traction. <laughs> so, and I did. We didn't script this. I was I was I was hoping you were going to come up with the right answer, which is good. Yeah. So this is why he can coach because it's funny. When, when we're doing the drills and we have, you know, generally we have a one to four, one to five um, student to coach ratio at the, at the schools and everybody's kind of watching out for the students. We're all watching for different things. And it's, it's pretty often that you're going to have a coach ride up on you and start explaining something, you know, telling you, Hey, uh, this is, we, we see this, or this is what you're doing. And it's one of the reasons why the group classes are so effective is because you, of course, when we do the drill, like I'll go and demonstrate it, right? And when you go do it, you're doing it exactly like I do it, right? Yes. Or you're trying. Trying. But what are you really doing? Um, mostly focusing on the students and... Yeah, oh, well, that's what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> but but when when you think you're doing the drill, you you're think you're doing it and then but your body position isn't right or you're Mm -hmm. not respecting you know the balance of the traction and all these different things but over the over the time you know you've been coached up to pick up on what the the real answer is and a lot of times the the answer at at other places and what we learn from our students that have gone to other schools that I go well they would tell me to just go a little bit faster (laughs) and 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 it's funny because some problems go away when you go a little bit faster because you get what? Uh, momentum. Momentum, inertia. And so all of a sudden your balance is – it seems like it's less of a problem. But just like it's more of a problem when you slow down, it's also more of a problem when you start trying to go fast. Same same thing comes in. Instead of – instead of you know, you start going faster, that out of balance becomes – lack of traction, you know, or you, you're, you're already using like some muscles to, to correct for that balance. And when something starts going wrong, then you don't have those, you know, muscles, the, the, the body positioning on the bike or whatever to kind of uh, save the problem. So if you ever wonder, for instance, like when you, 
you know, go through sand and all of a sudden you have a problem. It's just showing you what? The, that you're out of balance and. Yeah. And there's, then there isn't the traction to kind of hold you up anymore. All of a sudden the bike will react to that out of balance. And uh, so kind of a, kind of a, you know, kind of a little thing like there, there, there is a, you know, it does take some time for uh, the coaches to learn um, the, the proper way, the way that we like to think is the proper way to teach. And uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's awesome to have Logan at such a young age who, you know, the fun- other funny thing about Logan, who, if you are familiar with some of the other stuff we do, we have a thing called Tech Talk Taco Tuesday, which is over at Dirt Bike Test. It's our kind of weekly, almost weekly um, show where we talk about, what do we talk about there, Logan? The tech questions and dirt bikes and dirt bike related products. Yeah, motorcycles and motorcycle related products. And he's my co-host on yeah. the show. He's the most awesome co-host because... I don't speak. Well, you almost didn't. I was going to wait to see how long it took to prod you. You know, yeah. we just have a shocker collar on him. And we say, Logan, talk, Logan, talk. So he doesn't say much. So when in the school, if Logan comes up to you and says something, it's going to be good. It's he, he's he's thinking about it. He's saving those words and you're going to get a, um, some good advice from him. And I always like to tell the story uh, that to people that don't know or I laugh when it happens is. We get a lot of students, and whether it's it's Logan or some of the other coaches, oftentimes we call it a coach shopping, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he knows this. Uh, where where students will will be riding around, and then they'll they'll get some advice from one of the other coaches. You know, whether it's Logan or Matt, my wife Heather, George or Jim, the guys that are currently um, doing our in person classes. And uh, so, you know, guy will be doing something. Let's just say he's you know putting too much weight in the handlebars. Mm-hmm. And you'll ride up to him because you notice it and you say, hey, you're putting too much weight in the handlebars. And he's like, yeah, okay, whatever, kid, right? <laughs> and then they'll, they'll find me, come over to, they'll come over to me and say, hey, Jimmy, um, you know, can, you, can you watch me? You watch him for like, what, 10 seconds? Yeah. You're putting too much weight in the handlebars. And they look at me and I'm like, that, that's exactly what Logan said. And I go, yeah, that's why he's here. <laughs> that's, that's, what he, that's what he does. So, um, in in doing this, uh, has it helped you improve your riding? Yes. Yeah. What's what's the what's the biggest takeaways you have from learning how to be a coach? Um, I see what the most common problems are, and most of those affect me, also. <laughs> so I'm like, me too. Yeah. It's it's that's what you know. That's that's why we that's why we teach them. Yeah. And so when you're you know, so so you work on them, mm-hmm. and then. And it, it's funny because you, it seems, it, do you ever feel like a broken record when you're out on the dry lake bed or over in the sand or in the gravel pit? Um, yeah. Because it's the same, it's yes. the same kind of things. And everybody just discounts the fact that like, it's pr- pretty simple what you're doing wrong. And nobody has really what, nobody's taking the time to explain it or you, or you can just, I think sometimes you can just muscle past it or momentum past it and run into uh kind of issues <laughs> on that. So, and the other thing is is you also I've had you ride a whole bunch of different bikes and is there is there something that you that you've noticed uh with, you know, the different bikes that would kind of help help uh kind of pr- prospective students about like, you know, what what kind of type of bikes to learn on and stuff. Um you know where I'm getting at with this? 
Like, not really. Well, you know how a lot of people come on their adventure bikes. Oh, yeah. And then you see them, what, three classes later? And then they're back renting a smaller bike? Yes. And this is one of the things that we kind of get get kind of, they're like, oh, I want to learn adventure bike techniques. You, you know all the adventure bike techniques? Yeah. What are they? Um, Same as the small bike, dirt bike. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so once, like, once you're off-road, once you're in, quote, what we call a traction compromised um, situation that is the, the, the techniques are all the same. It doesn't matter what you're on. And the interesting thing that we've also noticed is that, is that the big bikes, although they're they people perceive them to be harder to ride. They also are harder to learn on because they mask kind of what you're doing. You know, you, you imagine you're, you're a small guy, you're a small guy. Yeah. And you get on a big bike, you have like less effect on it. So it doesn't show you what you're doing as quickly until it becomes a big problem and you have to pick it up. Mm -hmm. And so um, the smaller bikes tend to react a lot quicker to what you're doing. They show you what you're doing a lot quicker and they don't um, make the problems don't get exponentially uh, worse, exponentially quicker. If yes. That makes uh, a lot of sense. So that's kind of kind of some of the things. Any other? Uh, you have any others? So yeah, this could be the shortest one ever, Logan, because you 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 are full of uh, you just want to talk, kind of like me. Yeah, yeah. So you got anything else you want to tell anybody about? Uh, yeah. A lot coming. <laughs> a lot more coming. Yeah. I mean, you're you're going to start talking later, like. It's like you're going to have your your whole you're going to you're going to say, hey, Jimmy, I want to do a whole episode of this pretty soon. Um, probably mm. not. But <laughs> so anyways, um, so is, is there anything else anybody else needs to know about you? You, got, you? This is your this is your way to introduce yourself, because with our online coaching stuff that's going to be coming, people can uh, request you as a coach, right? Yes. And then they want, they, I think they want like more than the yes answers. You, they, they'll, they'll get, they want to get it. Well, actually, if you want it short and sweet, you're the guy to go to. Yeah. Yes. yes. Just like that. Yeah. You say, you should say, yes, I'll be short and sweet with that. <laughs> so anyways. Um, okay. So that's all you need to know about Logan. It'll probably be older <laughs> every time you watch this uh, episode, every time he comes back on. But um, like I said, we uh, really do uh, screen and vet our coaches uh, quite a bit. We make sure that they have the, the the right tool set to be able to coach you and, you know, figure out what you're doing wrong and really try to identify the problems before they, they happen. Hey, one other thing I kind of want to bring up is, you know, we have all these drills and all these techniques and ways to teach, but you, you know, this probably is because anybody you've got to practice this stuff. Yes. I mean, it's like a magic wand, you wave and you, all of a sudden you, you feel better, but you know, you have to think about it. And unless you keep practicing and make that stuff, what do we call it? Uh, instinctual. Instinctual. Yeah. I would say instinctive, but instinctual. Instinctive. That works for me. It, You're not going to do it because when you're riding the stuff that we teach, we do not want you to have to think about it at all. It should just be the right way to do things. Just like, um, you know, when you reach up to 
turn your ignition on your car or now sometimes it's push a button or which he knows because he's just getting his driver's license and uh, getting stuff going so that's the uh the kind of levels that we want to uh to teach so with that we're gonna drop a nugget on you what's our nugget for this time a lever adjustment lever adjustment and this is something that um you know, for guys that have been riding forever, it's just you get on a bike and you know where you'd like your levers. But if you're a new rider or maybe you've been riding for a long time and you haven't really thought about this, you should because the levers um, do a number of things. Of course, generally, one is a clutch and one is a brake. Um, don't ask me which one's on which side because I keep forgetting, but I, I do know how to operate them. Um and there's a lot of, when we just say adjust your levers, people think, oh, well, is that like the, how far you pull them in? Or is that the angle you can put them at? Well, it's all of those things. So in lever adjustment, let's just talk about what the levers do. So we think about the front brake lever, which is on the same th- side as the throttle. And we teach to operate them with two fingers. So you start thinking about like, where do I want that to engage? And it's, it's, it's a personal thing. It's not, there's not the best spot. And so I have small hands, and so I like smaller diameter grips, but I'm also very picky about where that lever, how far out it is to reach to it, when it starts to drag, when it starts to really put force on it, where it locks up. And I don't want it to be so far out that I have to open my hand up. I want to be able to kind of drop my fingers around it, and and with my fingers just resting there, I'm not activating. If I just tense a little bit, it comes on a little bit more. And then right basically as it touches my knuckle, that should be where it would lock up, you know, because I want to have the ability to lock up the front wheel if I want to. So it's it's not like a mystery and I'm very particular. In fact, I did I did a test once where I would just hop on a bike and and ride around. And if I came in and adjusted the front brake lever exactly where I wanted to, it was worth a few seconds a lap on a motocross track, which is a lot. That's that's you know, you're buying a lot of time there. You can spend a lot of money on other modifications and a couple little turns of a, of a knob or, you know, a screw, you can make a big difference. So we'll talk about the clutch, exactly the same thing to where when, when you, when you wrap your fingers around it, one or two or however you want to do it and you wrap it around, you know, it, you don't have to reach for it, reach out and grab it or, you know, extend your hand, just bang, it's right there. And then as you, as you slowly, you know, engage your your fingers you know you pull a little bit that's engaged that's disengaged and you know that's popping it and it's out and in you know so so you can have a lot of control but if you have to really reach for it um that can be issue so setting it up so that when it if it pulls into my knuckles and it's still dragging no good you know Mm -hmm. it needs to be completely disengaged at that point and it also i don't want it out here because then it's it's hard to reach you know really far out Stuff seems very, very basic because it is, but it's also very, very critical. And then making sure that when you do pull on it, the cable or the hydraulic fluid, there's no air in the line or, you know, the cable isn't sticky any place. Um, same thing with the, the thing, the, the lever, the pivot is lubed because these are inputs. So if, you, if you're having problems with this, you're putting a filter between what you want the bike to do and then what it's doing. It's taking a long time. It's like, Kind of like waiting for Logan to talk. Yeah. 
it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's quickly. So, so that's a lot with the adjustment. And then the other thing is like a lot of, on a lot of bikes, most bikes, you can actually rotate the levers on the, the handlebar. So it changes the position. Like, are they, are they really far down? Like we find a lot of what kind of riders have them really far down? Mountain bikers. Mountain bikers. They just tend to like their levers really far down. And then um, for a while, there was people that had, were really into motocross were running their levers up kind of higher because a lot of motocrossers were running their their levers up high because um, well most of them had bad wrists <laughs> and they couldn't they couldn't bend them down they'd actually had fused wrists and they were they were also thinking that yeah I want to be able to reach the levers when I'm off the back of the bike which you know if they're set up properly you should be able to reach them anytime you know whether sitting or standing so it's it's kind of a compromise position because you want them to be comfortable. At, at all times and if they're too far down you know put your wrists kind of in an awkward position same thing when they're too far up but everybody's built a little bit different um and you have to you the, you have the ability to play with this um you know where the bend of the lever is you can adjust that by sliding the lever around a little bit uh, if you have the real estate on your handlebars and i've seen some people put so much stuff on their handlebars that they're it compromises the position of their levers and they all of a sudden they don't have control of their brake or their clutch so something to think about. And like I said, just knowing the, the, the levels that you can adjust them and then start fine tuning them for yourself. So when you hop on a bike, you right away know, okay, this feels comfortable. This is good. And one other thing, when I get on the bike, the, one of the first things I do is I, any bike I get, you know, I ride a lot of different bikes. I hop on the bike and I actually reach out and I pull in the front brake to feel where it's at. And I pull in the clutch to find out where it's actually engaging. So if it's awkward, and a lot of times when I ride other people's bikes, especially riders with larger hands, I have a difficult time because I have to open my hand up to, to, to do that. And as much as we preach about having a light grip on the handlebars, I also want to be able to, when I need to, have a really tight grip on the handlebars and still operate the levers. So how could we make something so simple, so complicated? Yeah. 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 <laughs> so there's, there's Logan's answer, but you would know how to adjust somebody's lever. Yes. If they came up to you. Yes. Yeah. You could, you just wouldn't say much. Mm-hmm. Okay. So with that, um, thanks Logan for sitting in on this one. Um, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll double your word count on the next one and uh, bring you in on uh, a later show for sure. And with that, I would like to say uh, bye. And what do we always say? See you on the trail. See you on the trail. See you on the trail.